Hey everyone, welcome back to our podcast edition. This is Cece. And this is Claire. And hello friends to our headline news edition of our 31st series of Sendition on August 22nd, 2021. We have three super duper interesting stories today and even better takes, so let's get into it. So our first story of the day is that President Biden attempts to increase vaccination rates among nursing homes, staff, and stops governors from blocking mask mandates in schools. So the administration announced that if nursing homes want to continue to receive federal funding, they will have to vaccinate all their employees against COVID-19. President Biden mentions that the vaccination rate of nursing home staff lags behind the national rate. The head of an association that represents over 14,000 nursing homes and care centers says that Biden should not single out a single provider group in his mandate. Vaccination mandates for healthcare personnel should be applied to all healthcare settings, said Mark Parkinson, who is the president and CEO of the American Healthcare Association and National Center for Assisted Living. Without this, nursing homes face a disastrous workforce challenge, he adds. President Biden also directed his education secretary to use, quote, all oversight authorities and legal action, end quote, against governors that prevent schools from requiring masks. Biden says that if a governor cuts a teacher's wage in a school that requires masks, federal funding can make up for the wage cut. This is because eight states have laws or executive orders that ban mask mandates. Additionally, Biden accused a handful of politicians for turning public safety measures into a political dispute for their own political gain. President Biden has started imposing mask requirements such as these recently. It started last month when the Department of Veteran Affairs announced that it will require its healthcare professionals to be vaccinated. Starting September 15th, all members of the U.S. military must receive its dose of the COVID-19 vaccine. Additionally, all federal workers who aren't vaccinated must wear masks, social distance, and get tested regularly. Biden says that he will look for other federal tools to increase protections against COVID-19. He also urged private businesses to offer more protections themselves. For and for their own customers. Dang, this is like he's really cracking whole, down now. Yeah, a whole load of restrictions and regulations, which is definitely one good. At least the vaccination one is definitely good for the future and prevention of COVID nineteen. Mm-hmm. Right, <clears throat> but at the same time, it's. I think with the Delta variant rising and whatnot, people are more, well, I won't say all people, right? I think those who are generally worried about COVID are more fearful now because of the Delta variant. Um, while people, obviously, who aren't worried about COVID <laughs> don't really Still worry aren't about worried. the Delta variant. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, the people who are worried are starting to wear masks on their own voluntarily, which is, you know, entirely up to you. It's like, if it's not required, right, by law, it is up to your discretion. Like, Mm -hmm. those private businesses, right? Um, Because Biden can't tell all private businesses across the whole United States to say, if you go into a store, you have to wear a mask. Like, that is... Technically not allowed. Yeah, beyond his... His control. Got his scope of power, yeah. But I think it's going to be controversial because I would say, especially with one 
so the first one is like the big one is nursing homes right Mm -hmm. i think i don't really understand why nursing home staff lags behind the national rate Mm -hmm. considering they do take care of older individuals Mm -hmm. right um so that should be you know above and beyond the national rate so i agree that if you um are in a nursing home right and you work there it should be recommended or required for you to have to like to get a vaccine because that's your that's like where you work you know (laughs) i mean yeah plus they're working with people that are what over the age of 70 usually and they're more susceptible to covid and their symptoms more likely to be hospitalized as well Mm -hmm. you know because even obviously with the variant rising there are less hospitalizations but there are more cases and Mm -hmm. so for those who are unvaccinated right now it's scary Mm -hmm. right and the second one is that so i think like i think the first one is a good idea the second one the education stuff it is a bit it's going to be controversial for sure because one school districts themselves require whether or not to wear masks right because Mm -hmm. obviously they're private schools but i think schools in general like individual schools or school districts have the power to request you wear a mask if you want to go in even though they're public schools right then the governors are saying hey you can't do that right especially for i mean private schools it's its own thing but for Mm -hmm. public schools where everybody is required to go to school Mm -hmm. i feel like this entire thing is very controversial because on one hand it's great that he's asking people to vaccinate and mask up etc to you know protect the future from further threats from covid right Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm pretty sure a chunk of people are not happy that he's imposing these mandates just because they're mandates. And the whole, oh, democracy, the whole, oh, yeah. f- um, human, like, freedoms and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, for one, think one way he could have gone about it is encouraging vaccination of teachers and staff. Mm-hmm. Even I know at my own school, not all teachers are and staff are vaccinated as right. of right now. Right. And when you're working, say, younger kids, right? Because, yes, some kids, most kids my age have gotten the vaccine, but they're not approved for younger, like, if you're in fifth grade, right? You can't get mm-hmm. the vaccine. Mm-hmm. And so... Obviously, there's a lower hospitalization and fatality rate for kids for COVID-19, right? Mm -hmm. They're still kids, and they're pretty vulnerable to all the sickness and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Because their immune system is not at its peak. Right, so then the responsibility shifts to the adults that are taking care of them. Yeah, and so one, I definitely think if you if 
you know, the mask mandate for the kids can't work, right? Because you have to go to school. For the staff and the, like, the teacher, the faculty and the staff, they're the ones who choose to go to work, right? And for them to be around unvaccinated kids all day, right? And whether they're masked or not, I think not only should you take the precaution for yourself, right? Mm -hmm. But also for the kids, I mean, I would yeah. agree you should get vaccinated and recommend to wear a mask because you're kind of talking all day and you're spitting at all these kids and they're spitting at you. Yeah, because I'm pretty sure kids, they don't wear masks very often anyway. Because um, I took care of some kids, I think, mm-hmm. last summer. And most of the kids wore masks inside, if not all. But afterward, when we'd be eating lunch or playing around outside, they wore no masks. Nobody yeah. was wearing anything. And it's not, I mean, they're kids. They forget everything. True. You know, I wouldn't be, I mean, it's like, it, it, it's not just masks. It's everything. They like forget. There's some, like, I take care of a bunch of kids this year, right? Mm-hmm. So they have to be wearing masks, but they get to take them off when they're eating lunch, but when I already pick up the kids at tennis courts, some of them aren't wearing masks, and then by the time they're eating, they drop their masks on the ground, you know, people step on it, it's, it's a bit disgusting, and I don't, like, honestly, like, don't even put it back on, (laughs) it's more dirty if you put it on, yeah, exactly, yeah, and it's, so, so for that, right, even if you have a mask mandate, the ki- it's hard for kids to follow, especially, like, 10 and under, right? Mm-hmm. And so, obviously, I would recommend the school, like, if I were President Biden, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. I would, like, recommend kids to wear, like, parents to, or whoever is taking care of the kids and the kids to wear masks and also for the schools to provide masks, right? Mm-hmm. if the kid drops it hey do you want another mask most of the kids aren't against wearing masks so it's not like a bad idea right to you know highly encourage and provide masks mm-hmm. and there's also but the issue th- of like where the um, how are they going to get all of the supplies but I mean the government can That's probably true. increased funding if possible i'm not too sure if that's entirely feasible but i think it should be yeah and also it's a terms of like public hygiene in general kids i mean i feel like schools public hygiene is so bad yeah public schools especially covid even Yeah. yeah and so i think schools should also look into taking care of the mar- like their the desks and all the things that they touch and the food right because mm-hmm. there's also smaller things that the schools can do like hey let's not share food if you want to sit try to sit further away like there's no need to huddle up um yeah i think kids are generally open to listening to that because when yeah. i was during that summer camp we limited to a certain number of kids per table and while some mm-hmm. kids wanted to sit with their friends, they were okay with not for that time, just because, you know, they could play with each other right after, right? Recess or whatnot. Or free time. Yeah. 
It's honestly imposing these kinds of security measures for kids to not interact too closely to each other during lunch and things like that. Not sharing food. I think most kids were up to that, except for siblings, but we don't care about that. I think kids are definitely able to comply with these measures. Yeah. So if his education secretary, Miguel Cardona, like, should write out a kind of a guideline, right, for the new school year. I mean, it's not, I feel like it's not only for schools, like universities, right? Cal- mm-hmm. University of California is requiring all kids, uh, all students to be vaccinated. Mm-hmm. And all, um, you know, you have to wear a mask when you're going inside the bathroom or a building. But obviously, most of us are adults, they're going to like any post-secondary institutions mm-hmm. and these are kids so they can't really make the action for themselves so it is iffy but i don't like i don't see why requiring masks for younger kids is such a big problem i think it's fine like they'll they're fine with it i think it's just the adults that aren't fine with it <laughs> like kids don't really care you know which is why I do agree, like, some of these public safety measures have been turned into, like, too much politics. Oh, right? yeah, that's a huge issue. If the kids, most kids are, you know, it's not any disruption. Like, obviously, some exceptions, right? If you have, like, serious, serious breathing problems. Yeah, like, health concerns, then that's fine. But other than that, they don't see it as an obstruction to their life. They're just like, okay. I'll wear a mask. Especially if you explain it to them why, then they'll most likely be fine with it. But then, now adults are the ones who are like, who say that wearing a mask is like a political statement. Even though wearing a mask's, like, the sole purpose is, yeah, exactly, it's health. I always see that, like, I'm always concerned, like, oh, this has been... political political and at first i was really confused because aren't all things political like policy right it's political so like these things have to be in some sort of term political but then i realized it's more about like groups rather than policy right when Mm -hmm. i think when they say political it's more like oh they're just playing a game just to get reelected or just to look a certain way. Right. right. But I guess, well, that is one part of politics. It's just not the policy mm-hmm. part of politics. Yeah, anyways, that was a small side rant. <laughs> <laughs> You're good. I was like, yeah. Anyways, and the last one, like, wow, members of the U.S. military, I would like, wow, you know, I feel like there are a lot of... I would say a lot of people who are members of the U.S. military tend to be more, at least also veterans, right, tend to be more on the conservative side, mm-hmm. right? And good amount are, not good, when I say good amount, uh, less than majority, right, um, but a still sizable amount, I think, would be very unhappy with be forced to get the COVID-19 vaccine. But you're kind of always living in close quarters, right? Mm-hmm. You're 
and you don't want yourself to fall I think one is for security measures, right? If all your soldiers are suddenly getting vac- uh, COVID-19, right? And then you have at least maybe one or two hospitalizations or even more, right? That's huge threat to national security. True. If, There's no way to know. protect themselves. Yeah, because then who's going to theoretically protect us? Yeah. And it looks kind of bad on america that's for true a good chunk of our <laughs> military to be hospitalized yeah haven't we tried doing this before asking military to get vaccinated yeah i mean there's a difference between asking and oh that's true asking and requiring um i remember requiring. when we asked or when the government asked them to they were kind of like no they yes. were against it so imposing a mandate such as this might cause some uproar in the military. <laughs> and I'm a little excited to see how that goes. Yeah, so I think, I mean, but it's not a bad idea. Like, I think it has to be, it's what's done has to, what needs to be done has to be done, especially, if, like, if you're saying talking about national security. Which mm-hmm. is funny because I would say many, many people are interested and interested in protecting national security. And if... Our military is not healthy, then we can't, they can't do their job. Yeah, but they don't seem to understand that. I think overall, in my opinion, this is a pretty alright goal for Biden. I know there's been some controversy with like forcing vaccine or not encouraging vaccinated people to wear a mask because it seems like oh now vaccines don't work and whatnot mm-hmm. but that seems to be more on a state level right these are talking about because they're not because the other one was more like oh you know it's like private businesses and areas like hey like just try to wear your mask in front of a lot of like even though everybody here is vaccinated right yeah, but at the same time, I remember them telling people when the Delta variant started rising up again, or rising up in the first place, they were mm-hmm. they kept saying stuff like, oh, the vaccine will protect you, the vaccine will protect you. And now they're requiring masks indoors, I think, in some places, like SF County. They're requiring mm-hmm. masks indoors even for vaccinated people. So there's a huge mixed message being sent out to citizens about whether or not the vaccine is effective as like a protection against COVID or if you still need to wear masks, social distance, etc. Yeah, I think that was the confusion, but I feel like things are more clear. Like you still could get COVID, but you're just less likely to have any symptoms or, you know, thank God, Mm -hmm. any hospitalizations. Mm Mm-hmm. And not, I feel like there's also not only distrust from that side, but distrust of people who, like, of people who feel like they're safe in a place, like, where everybody is vaccinated, but then turns out, like, in co- if you're going to college, you have to be vaccinated, and you have to show your vaccine card, and there have already been people who are caught uploading a fake vaccination oh, card. Oh, right! <laughs> so it's definitely very, very full of skepticism on both sides, you know. Mm-hmm. Also, Which I is think never good. 
and I think certain universities requiring testing as well in before you go into the dorms. Testing, yes, and also I think regular testing for people who are also vaccinated. So oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think UC Davis did that last year. I really? think there's students that oh, but there's less got people tested. last year, you know. Yeah, but still, they got tested pretty yeah. much every two weeks, even though a good chunk of people were vaccinated. Yikes. Yep. Well, we shall see what this goes forward with. I think people in general is hopefully, I mean, obviously there's always going to be a miss. Um, there's always tension between federal and state levels. You right. Know? Always. Yeah, so, but hopefully, you know, obviously it's not just you as individuals. It's not, shouldn't just up, be up to you as individuals, but I think it'd be good for you everyone to you know do what makes you feel safe right mm-hmm. just make sure you have the right information yeah and to make do what decision. you feel safe with mm-hmm. like don't base off your decision on social media solely on social media i mean or solely on the news you can do your own research as well there's just a uh, lot of misinformation out there. Yes. A lot of baseless claims out there. So make sure you look into the information that the media is giving you. Because you'll never know. Our next story is that the EPA, or the Environmental Protection Agency, has banned a pesticide that has been linked to health problems in children. On Wednesday, August 18th, the Biden administration announced the ban of chloropyrifos, a pesticide widely used on food crops since it seems to have posed a risk to children and farm workers. The EPA acted after a federal appeals court ordered the government back in April to decide quickly whether or not the pesticide is safe or not. During the Obama administration, the EPA had actually initiated a ban, but before it could take place, the Trump administration reversed the efforts in 2017. Chloropyrifos is used on numerous crops such as soybeans, fruits, nut trees, broccoli, and cauliflower. And studies have linked the use of chloropyrifos to potential brain damage in children and fetuses. The brain damage could lead to reduced IQ, memory loss, and attention deficit orders. In 2007, Pesticide Action Network North America and the National Resources Defense Council petitioned the EPA to revoke all approved levels of chloropyrifos in food. On Wednesday, the EPA said it would do so since findings said that chloropyrifos did not meet the legal requirement standard of reasonable certainty that exposure to the pesticide would not cause harm to other people. The EPA then stated that after taking public comments, they will continue to review the use of chloropyrifos for uses that are not linked to foods such as cattle tags and mosquito control. 2017 feels like such a long time ago, Claire. 27, right? It's 2021. Mm-hmm. We have four months left in 2021, by the way. This Stop. does not feel real. Anyway, back to the topic at hand. I had no idea... That the Pesticide Action Network, North America, and the Natural Resources Defense Council petitioned the EPA to revoke all approved levels of chloropyrifos in food in 2007. That was 14 Mm. years ago? That is insane. 
that took a <laughs> long time <laughs> for them to finally do something. I mean, of course, there was the Trump administration back in 2017. However, they still had 10 full years to conduct their research and to impose the ban. Well, you know, they're a little slow on things. Yep, at least, I mean, at least they're doing it now, but the thing is, if we keep having this mentality, the at least they're doing it now type of thing, then mm-hmm. things might not get done until much, much later than we really need them to be. Like, for yeah. example, climate change stuff, we really don't have that much time left. And if we keep saying at least they're doing it now, it might be too <laughs> late. Earth might be uninhabitable. Yeah. It is definitely concerning. I mean, I feel like all government agencies are just so slow at this point because of, you know, bureaucracy and inefficiency. It is kind of scary. But there's also, like, lack of funding, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. That, too. There's just a lot of things wrong. Just a lack of efficiency overall. Yeah. I mean, it is concerning that it's been in our food for so long. True. (laughs) Yeah. Who knows? Maybe people we know had attention deficit disorders because of chlorpyrifos. You never know. We can't tell. Mm -hmm. So for our third and final story, we have Hong Kong police arrest four students for, quote, advocating terrorism, end quote. Four students are arrested after their student union started a motion mourning the death of a 50-year-old who stabbed a policeman before killing himself. So, here is what happened in the event that I just mentioned. On July 1st, a police officer was stabbed from behind while on duty with other policemen, preventing protesters gathering on the anniversary of Hong Kong's returning to Chinese rule. The man who stabbed a police officer then stabbed himself in the chest and later died in the hospital. The attack policeman suffered a punctured lung but survived. The student union then passed a motion to commemorate the man's death and to, quote, appreciate his, quote, sacrifice. The union leaders have since resigned and have apologized for the, quote, inappropriate, end quote, motion. Since this incident, National Security Police raided the union's campus office. The university also severed ties with the union and banned around 30 students who signed up for the motion from entering campus. Quote, the motion tried to rationalize and glorify terrorism, said Senior Superintendent Steve Lee. Lee added that it encouraged people to attempt suicide and that it did not align with our moral standards. Okay, there's a lot to unpack here. I think, yeah. um, so when I first read the story, it did not even occur to me that this was promoting suicide. I mean, I kind of do understand why the government would say that it did, because they're what, I think, like, the student union was commemorating and appreciating his sacrifice. But at the same time, when a student union comes through to commemorate this man's death, it kind of shows you how far gone the government has become. When they're commemorating his sacrifice while stabbing, what, an officer during duty, and then stabbing himself. There's something seriously wrong with the system. 
Yeah, and I think not only the system, but the culture that surrounds it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, one, it could be, like, students that are just, like, the situation that these students and the people are in that are so desperate to get out of, like, wherever they are to do that. Right, that could exactly. be one explanation, or it could, like, you know, I think in general, especially in this day and age where when you don't like there's i think it's been become easier and easier to have these like i don't want to say perverse but like kind of these messed up interpretations of things like a glorification of anything Mm -hmm. of a lot of bad things have been happening not just in hong kong but across the world with the internet and whatnot Right. Because you're just kind of feeding yourself into that stuff. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I think all this is definitely, like what you said, a response to how bad the system is. Mm-hmm. Or has become. Like, people are so desperate to get out of this now. Because it was honestly uncalled for. It was such an abrupt change. And, yeah. The government has been cracking down on people that are, what, voicing their opinions on democracy? Yeah, one, definitely. I don't think Hong Kong, for real is a democracy anymore, obviously. No, not anymore. It used to be a little bit. A little bit. A little bit, yeah. Well then, I guess that's all we have for our headline news today. But before we leave you, we still have our Sunday snippet into the past. So, on August 22nd, 1911, the Mona Lisa, which is obviously the famous painting by Leonardo da Vinci, was stolen from the Louvre in Paris, where it had hung for more than 100 years before that. And two years later, in 1913, it was recovered, and now it's back in that Paris museum. I honestly had no idea it was stolen. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't know it either. You know, it could be just a replica at this point possibly that's true people we could just they could just be lying to us and be like hey we got a bag and they didn't (laughs) anyways that is all that we have we have for you today we hope you enjoyed listening and learned a lot from our headline news and have a great sunday